0: Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Welcome here. The title of my talk was originally Your Mother is Not Your Mother, but it sounds a little too dire, so I think I'm going to rename it More Mothers. I don't think that's very good either, but anyway, so uh, Happy Mother's Day. So, one of the big themes of the talk today is that uh, your relationship with your mother. Uh, ooh, that's not right worded. I <laughs> have here. Your relationship with your mother is like your relationship with God, and I don't know if that's. <laughs> don't think I should say that. Uh, the relationship w- uh, with your with God and with and with other people um, is kind of reflected in our relationships with our mother, and um, our family relationships were created. Um, I like I like this. I like this idea. You know, we have uh, mothers and we have fathers and we have siblings and we have children, and then extended. And I think when you just approach it initially, it kind of feels like, oh, you know, we had all this stuff set up. And then God kind of looked down and he was writing the Bible and he said, hey, you know what, that's interesting. I'm a little bit like a father. Maybe I should like write myself in the Bible like a father because that's just kind of a great coincidence. And, And you know, they're kind of like my kids. Wow, that worked out really nicely. You know, I should write. I should write down that they're my kids. You know, isn't that handy? Um, but I don't think that's quite how it worked. I think that um, I think that God created our relationships in our family, and created families and created the whole system, so that as we go through our life, we can understand Him better and how He relates to us, so that as we have mothers and fathers we can understand a little bit what it's like to have a relationship with God. And as we have children, we can understand a little bit more of how it must feel to be God and how he relates to us and how much he loves us. And as we have siblings, what it's like to relate to each other. So I don't think it's a coincidence. I think that God's got a little bit more muscle than that. And I think he created these relationships to help us understand him. So when we think about Mother's Day... I don't want to just think about our mothers, because mothers were created in order to help us to understand God. Um, So is this Mother's Day or is it God's Day? Well, every day is God's Day. So I guess it's a little bit of both. Um, Now I think it's a little bit easier to think about God the Father for, for most people than to think about God the Mother. And don't get me wrong, I feel that God identifies as a father. But he also describes himself with mother-like qualities at times. It's actually, I don't think it's like the most common theme in the Bible, but it's a bit of a theme in the Bible. And uh, I like this one. Hosea 13.8. I believe I have a slide for this. Yeah, Hosea 13.8. It's the first one. Uh, I will fall upon them like a bear robbed of her cubs (laughs) I will tear open their breast and there I will devour them like a lion as a wild beast would rip them open (laughs) so you know we have beautiful pink carnations and and we think about Mother's Day we think about you know blankets and cuddles and and, uh, yeah breakfast in bed things like this we didn't do that Uh, you know it's funny People think that there's one Mother's Day, so that's just not my reality. (laughs) For every special day that includes Natasha, there's this ongoing conversation about how many of them there will be, (laughs) so there's always a conversation about how many birthdays will Natasha get this year, and uh, likewise on Mother's Day, it's like, well, is it six this year or is it five this year? And I'm always like, you know what, there is only supposed to be one Mother's Day. And she's like, that's just not how it works, Cyrus. <laughs> it's just not how it works. And then, and, like, the kids are getting in on it now, right? And like, oh, Mama, you get tomorrow off too. And <laughs> People don't realize that when Mother gets a day off, that's <laughs> means something to me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> So anyway, uh, God is like a mother sometimes. Sometimes in ways that we don't expect, like uh, ripping people open like a mother bear. Uh, One of the most common ones, though, is Matthew 23, uh, 37. Uh, This is Jesus talking. Jesus says, you know, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you are not willing. You are not willing. Um, so the qualities of God kind of surpass just the one gender identity, so to speak. You know, uh, God has these qualities to him. And I believe that um, when people kind of have a, a missing piece in their parents, I'm sure that's nobody here. You know, you know when that sometimes happens, when there's just a slight off center uh, to our parents, I do believe that God has the ability uh, to be that to us. The next point I want to make is that honouring our fathers and our mothers is connected with honouring God uh, in the same way that being with our fathers and mothers helps us to understand God. Learning to honour our fathers and mothers helps us to learn to honour our parents. So what is honouring? I I just don't have a great way of defining honour. At least I didn't coming into this. So that was kind of one of the things I was excited about was maybe I can get a good definition of honour. Because it's such a meaningful word. It's such a powerful word to honour. We use it in such powerful, emotionally connected ways. And yet I don't really know what it means. So in Hebrew, when it's actually talking about, you know, you have to honour your fathers and your mothers, uh, the word there for honour Kind of comes from the root word heavy, which I thought that was kind of interesting, and it can be used negatively or positively. Kind of burdensome, severe, dull is kind of like the negative heavy, or numerous, rich, honorable, and so it's interesting. Like this, this person has some weight to them. There's some, I don't know, importance to the position, some weight to it. So I actually kind of like that that the root word somehow had a little bit of connection, I think, with the actual definition of it. That doesn't always happen, but sometimes it does. In the New Testament, it means a value. It means to fix a value to something. Uh, So there's a value um, to being a mother. There's a value that we have to assess uh, to being a parent. It's not something just to be taken for granted, uh, I think, is the main thing. Um, There's kind of a respect... To it. But it doesn't necessarily mean uh, obedience. I mean, there is scripture saying we have to obey our fathers and mo- our mothers. Uh, and I think we need to take that seriously. Uh, there's also scripture saying that we need to obey God and put God above uh, men. So I think that we need to kind of, when we're coming to our biological parents, there's a positional authority that's there that we can't escape. We can't escape it. No matter who your parents are, there's a positional authority that comes with being a biological parent that is inescapable. And I see this all the time in my practice. I have people who come in who have terrible relationships with their parents. And their one desire is to escape. And yet there's also this positional authority that they can't ever fully escape. And many people will come to the practice and they'll say they'll come to me and they'll say things like, I want to like, let go of my parents forever. I am never going to be connected with them again. And my main message to them is typically, let's just take a couple steps back from that. Because it's very unlikely that you are going to be able to be 100% disconnected from your parents for the rest of your life. And if you do that or make an attempt to do that, there's likely going to be some coming back that's awkward later on. So I'm all about boundaries and, you know, creating safe places for people, but usually those extremes, and that's because there is this kind of reality to the biological position of a parent. And honoring that honors God. That doesn't mean what it doesn't need to mean, but it does mean something. And it takes a lot of wisdom and discernment to know exactly what that means for each person with each parent. I'm going to go on to Ephesians 6 here. So I think I've got this up there as well. And this scripture talks about... um, It starts with talking about parents and children. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. And this is the promise. That it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. But bring them up in discipline and in instruction of the Lord. Bond servants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart, as you would Christ. That happens multiple times. As you would Christ, not by the way, uh, not by the way of eye service, as people pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ. Again, there it is. Bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, rendering service with a good will, as to the Lord. And not to man, knowing that whatever good anyone does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether he is a bond servant or is free, masters do the same to them and stop your threatening. Knowing that he, who is both their master and yours in heaven, and that there is no partiality with them. So I mean, it's talking, uh, there's a context here, and even before it starts talking about parents, it talks about husbands and wives in the scripture. So it's talking about these positional relationships that are challenging at times. What do you do when you're in a positional relationship that's challenging? And it makes this connection again with how this isn't really about your mother for today. It's not really about your mother. I mean, it is about your mother, but it's also really not about your mother. There's a positional reality here that you need to learn, in or, learn to manage as unto the Lord in order to have freedom, in order to have spiritual freedom. And this is reflected, again, in my practice, where it's, I'm often telling people, if you can learn how to deal with your parents, you can learn how to deal with anybody. You can learn to deal with anybody because your parents were specifically designed and created in you all of the issues that you have with the rest of the world that you need to deal with. So if you can learn to deal with your parents who gave you all of those issues, you can learn to deal with all of your issues. It's like this perfect mirror reflecting all of your difficulties. And if you can learn to have boundaries with them, you can have boundaries with anyone. Now that's not perfectly true, but it sounds really nice. And... (laughs) Didn't that sound wise? I love it when it sounds wise and then it sometimes just, like, falls flat completely. But anyway, so... But there is some truth to that. Your parents are there as a reflection of yourself and the difficulties that you have. And if you can learn to deal with them, oftentimes it creates freedom everywhere. In many other places. And God gives us a blueprint on how to do that. On how to have that positional authority. Which means you're not dealing with them. In psychology, we would say you're dealing with yourself. But in our spiritual walk, you say you're, de- you're actually dealing with me. I gave you an obstacle here. And if you can learn to deal with them as you would deal with me, as you can, if you can love them as you love me, you're going to be free. And it will go well with you. There's going to be freedom in unlocking that that lock. If you can unlock being with your biological parent, and that doesn't mean like, you know, every Sunday dinner. That means, like, figuring it out. How do I honour these people? How do I have a God-fearing, as unto the Lord, loving relationship with them while keeping myself safe and keeping them safe? If you can figure out how to manage that, and, the, and if you can do that without any turmoil inside of yourself, which is the goal, there's a door that will be unlocked, both emotionally and spiritually. And it will go well with you. And you will live long in the land. Because, why is that? Because it means that you've discovered something. You've discovered an emotional freedom. That helps everywhere. Amen. It helps everywhere. It helps with every relationship that you'll encounter. Over and over in the Bible, there is a spiritual, there is a spiritual reality to the relationships we have with people on earth. We always like to dualistically define like spirituality versus earthly, but it's not really there. There, But so, in every apparently only physical relationship, there is a spiritual reality. It should be, which I shouldn't have to always say that, but it's it, because we're so dualistic in our thinking that, you know there's physical and then there's spiritual, whenever anybody says, you know, they're connected, it sounds amazing, because we don't think of it that way naturally, but it should always be the way that we think about things. We should always think about everything that happens physically as having a spiritual component to it, because... The physical was created by the spiritual they're connected so i can you know get a lot of insight pay dirt by just continually saying that to me as i think about any issue and it's like whoa because we just don't naturally think about that so i'll say it again when you're dealing with your physical relationships in life there is a spiritual reality that is happening in those relationships and we just don't think about it that way most of the time and we should now, there's two other things that we need to... There's, well, there's two realities, two position. One is that, there, and I've been talking about this, the biological position of a parent. We can't deny it. We can't escape it. We have to learn to deal with it. When, they say, when he says, honor your father and your mother, there is a reality that he is talking about dealing with your biological father and mother. However, it doesn't stop there. It's not just about birth and genetics. Sometimes mothers aren't mothers. Again, I've already talked about how there's a positional authority we can't escape. But almost always, when you actually go to describe somebody and you just set aside the term that they're supposed to have, biologically or society-wise, you actually come up with a bit of a different description of them, other than maybe that reality. sometimes our mother isn't actually a mother even though they're a mother your mother they're not a mother even though god is our father he actually maybe has more maternal qualities towards us than our mothers do jesus made this clear in how he described his family in Matthew twelve, forty six, it says, While he was still speaking to the people, behold, his mother and his brothers stood outside. His brothers stood outside, asking to speak with to him. But he replied to the man who told him, Who is my mother? And who are my brothers? What a question. And stretching out his hand towards his disciples, he said, Hear. Are my mother and my brothers, for whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Jesus also made this clear later on when he was on the cross, in John 19:26. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son' I can't be your son anymore. And you can't be my mother anymore. So I say, woman, I don't say mother, I say, woman, behold your son. Sometimes the biology of a relationship and the spirituality don't line up. And I don't think that this is a curse, I think that this is a mercy of the Father for us. If you don't have a mother, and I'm not saying that you're an orphan, but if you don't have a mother who's really a mother, I have hope for you. You have God first. God can be your mother and your father. But that's not all. If people are truly following and doing as the Father wants, then these are my mothers and my fathers and my siblings. When the church steps in to the reality that it's supposed to and is following wholeheartedly, we step into the reality of saying, these are my mothers and my fathers and my brothers and my sisters. And the more that we can step into that reality, the more we become each other's family. And just as it's startling to say that my relationship with my mother is also reflective of my relationship with God, I can say that my relationship with my brothers and my sisters in Christ, is reflective of my relationship with God. As God enters into the room, he creates family. Some churches have it as a mission statement to be the family of God. Some churches don't. I don't care. If it's not in our mission statement, it's in God's. If we step into the reality of following the Father, whether we talk about it or whether we don't, we will walk into becoming each other's family. It's been said recently that our church is modeling itself after the early church. I can't say that I did that intentionally, but I have to say that whenever I've thought about what to do in the church, I do think about the early church and how it operated. So maybe that's part of the reason. I think that's a minor, though, to the major of the fact that we actually have wonderful people who are stepping into the reality of following Jesus in this church. And I've also seen recently how people have been becoming each other's mothers and fathers in this church. How people have been stepping into that reality. Sometimes in less obvious ways, sometimes actually stating it out loud spontaneously. Last week we prayed for the spirit of adoption, particularly around abortion. But I don't believe that the spirit of adoption is just about abortion. The spirit of adoption is about The family of God stepping into the reality of the family of God. And all of us walking into the reality that we are each other's mothers and fathers, sons and daughters, brothers and sisters, depending on the situation at the time. And when you talk about honoring your mother and your father, we are talking about your biological mother and your father, and we do need to figure that out. But I would say that's a minor to the major of actually talking about honouring the mothers and the fathers among us. Honouring the people and the family of God as people step into the reality of being Jesus to each other. And Jesus created mothers and fathers to describe himself. So as we step into the reality of being Jesus, we're stepping into the reality of being a mother and a father. That's his way of showing us how to do it. So if you want to know how to be Jesus, look at a family. It will go well with you and you will have a long life if you learn how to honor your father and your mother if you step into the reality of being the family of God. And you deal with all of the issues that get in the way of doing that. It will go well with you. There is a blessing that goes along with this. I don't want to separate, oh, we're going to go after healing today, and then tomorrow we're going to go after love. When we go after becoming the family of God and loving each other, we heal inside and we heal outside. We heal as a church body. And we can heal others. There is a spiritual authority that comes. You know what? I can, I can leave aside the prophetic and the healing if it means that somehow we're doing that outside of love. I want to do it in a way where we're loving people. Other things are going to pass away, but not love. And God is showing us how on Mother's Day. And I'm excited that we are becoming the family of God. Jesus, thank you for this church. And you have blessed this church, Lord, with many mothers and fathers, many brothers and sisters. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to become a family, to learn how to love each other, And that we would know, inside and out, that we're not alone. And that that any orphan here, anyone with an orphan spirit, would feel the love of a family here, and the security of a family here. In the name of Jesus. Amen.